Welcome back. How we doing? Episode 23 in the bitch. 2-3. 23. Jordan. This is Colton Robertson, joined by none other than the magnificent Tavares Pennington. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No problem. I, You're too nice. I, I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, how's your week been, buddy? You know, busy, as always. Always. That's how that's how it goes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've also been pretty busy. I uh, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> this last week. <laughs> okay. And uh, now I've done nothing but listen to Queen for six days. Wow, that's 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 passion. That's intense. You know, I always knew. I, I'll talk about it here in a second because there's a little illusion there. But it is so fucking good. Uh, other than that, didn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Busy week, busy week. Uh, there's a there's this funny thing that happens in my house. I'm like a very unappreciated comic relief. Ah, uh, gotta have those. Yeah, and uh, so my parents will be having like discussions with my brother or with each other or something, yeah. and I will chime in with the most random shit yeah. that means nothing. Yeah, and yeah. they will completely ignore me. Okay. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think it's funny as shit. So yeah. the other day. My mom's like, hey, hey, buddy, uh, go get your backpack. Talking to my little brother. Like, go get your backpack. And he's like, okay. He picks it up, and he's carrying it up the stairs. And my dad's like, whoa, that's heavy. What's in there? And I go, <laughs> I said, uh, uh, jewels. He stole them from the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. I don't know how he got them, but he did. What the fuck? And nobody acknowledged it. <laughs> Everybody was just kind of like, was just like, Everybody moved on immediately. Yeah. Then, like, a couple seconds later, I just yelled, Vladimir Putin in a rowboat, and nobody said anything. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why Vladimir Putin in a rowboat? I don't know. It just felt right. <laughs> felt right. It felt, <laughs> felt right. right in yeah. the moment. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's, like, it's like this, all right? Let me paint you a picture of perfect serenity. You're on a boat. Yeah. In the middle of a lake at sunrise. Yeah. The water's sparkling as the... Sun rises over the horizon, and in the distance, you see a little silhouette of a man. Silhouette? Silhouette. Okay. And he's, he's coming towards you. He's standing. The man. He's rowing. He's rowing towards you. The man is rowing. He's yodeling. Me. He's yodeling, and you're like, oh my god, this is the most beautiful voice I've ever, see- I've ever heard. I've got, I've got to know, know who this is. Yodeling. I, com- know, I know exactly who it is. He, com- he keeps coming is. towards. He keeps coming towards, and he, he comes into the light. And it's Vladimir Putin in a fucking rowboat. <laughs> no, no, it's Mason Ramsey, obviously. Nope. It is fucking Vladimir oh. Putin in but, a rowboat. But, but Vladimir Putin isn't the isn't the Yodel guy. Yodel yeah. kid. Yeah. But the point of the story was Vladimir Putin in a rowboat. Well, that's just weird. Of course it is. That's the point of it. <laughs> it it means fucking nothing. It's pointless. <laughs> but you it said stu- it. It's stupid but as you, shit. But you said it. Of course I did, because why else would I be talking? Everything that comes out of my mouth is stupid horse shit. <laughs> okay. Just complete garbage. Okay. Well. So if you do enjoy this podcast, <laughs> please uh, please leave a review in Apple Music. Uh, that helps us a lot. It helps us grow. And we you appreciate know, that immensely. We would indeed. Um, so, shall we roll the tape? I believe... I hope you are prepared for a show unlike any that you've ever seen before. Or heard, I guess it's a podcast. So you aren't going to see anything. To kick off the show, we're going to dive into our music segment. If there were any five songs ever that you could have been a fly on the wall for the creation of, like you were there in the studio while they were making it, what five songs would those be? Would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll, give, you, I'll give you one of my first ones. Otis mm. by Jay-Z and Kanye okay, West. Okay. And see, this is, this, is, this, is, this is unique. Okay. Yeah. Otis by Jay-Z, I almost went with uh, Ninjas in Paris, and I also almost went with uh, Church, No Church in the Wild. <clears throat> but Otis, there's something about it that if... 
Like, I have to imagine that in the studio when... Because Jay doesn't write down a verse. No, no. So anytime that man gets on a mic, it's mm-hmm. going to be exciting. Yeah. Because you know he's going to be good, and you know he has not mm-hmm. thought of the shit at all. Oh, yeah. He's just going in. Well, that's my thing. Like, Lil Wayne and Jay-Z, like, I know they do that, but, like, I wonder if they're just so good at thinking about shit. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not that they're not thinking. It's yeah. that they're so good at thinking about what's supposed to come next that yeah. they do it. Yeah. It's bonkers. And I fucking love That's it. Why I mean, legends. Otis was just probably over time my favorite song off that album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Kanye destroys it, and Jay destroys it, and that Otis Redding. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, that sample is fucking beautiful. I know. I mean, it just doesn't get much better than that song. No, it, that, so, like I remember hearing that song for the first time, just being like, oh, automatically, like this is like. This is one of the greatest of all time. Exactly. And I had zero doubt about that. So oh, that's yeah. why I definitely, definitely had to have Otis by Jay-Z and Kanye West okay. on my five songs. Okay. And you, what is your first? My Not first? your first, but one of the five. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to go... No church in the wild. No church in the wild. No, okay. I, I had. To, you know? I mean, and the, and the thing is, like, I almost went there because it's just like now Frank's in the yeah, mix. I know. That's <laughs> what I was like, it's basically like think about why we love Otis. It's because Kanye and Jay Z going bar for bar with each other. And then you add, and then you just throw you, in you a little throw in a spice Frank of Frank. Ocean. Like just you like, throw in a Frank you, Ocean. You in a little. You sprinkle a little bit no on top. Church like you in know, the wild. dude, mm. that song. That uh, chorus. You like, know what? Fuck Otis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to church in yeah, the wild. The chorus is just like hypnotizing. Like it's like Otis. It's I love because like man. bar, like bar for bar, it's probably a better song than yeah. No Church in the Wild. But No Church in the Wild just has the melodies. Like what's it's a mob like, to a king? What's a king to a god? What's a god to a non-believer? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like Frank just like hits the notes. Like I don't know. What oh, just... it's perfect. Yeah, Frank can sing his ass off. And I, the reason I went Otis was because I was initially looking for a different song with Frank on it mm-hmm. so that I could put that. I didn't uh, end up coming back to that. I th- yeah, I, th- I thought about a Frank song, but I was like, the collabs. The collabs got to be there, the you collabs. know? Uh, my next one, Vice City mm-hmm. by J-Rock and okay. Black Hippie. Okay. And this one isn't obviously like, it's it's a pretty big song. People mm-hmm. know the song. Yeah. But it's... It's not one people would consider like an all-time song. You exactly. Know? I just wanted to be a fly on the wall while J-Rock, K-Dot, Absol, and uh, Schoolboy all get together and oh just my. body that song. Oh because my. that song goes up. It Can does. you imagine how fucking exciting that that recording was? If, if it was done in one. I don't oh, know, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. But like if it was done in one recording, wouldn't that be... Yeah, no, like that would be one of the... Like Vice City is one of the songs where I was like, why have pe- do people not talk about J-Rock? Like, oh, what J-Rock's the hell? so fucking good. He, like, and he is so underrated. Yeah, so I mean, just get, being able to see all of them and their fucking element working mm-hmm. with Top Dog. Because like that song, is, like any song with Black Hippie on it is the best example of TDE getting together. Yeah. There's not a lot yeah. where there's more Black than that. Black Hippie is just it. And, like, they'll never put out an album, but it's okay. Yeah. So. I almost went that part. That part? Yeah, yeah, but I see why you went. Like, uh, Vice, 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 Vice City Vice City yeah. is Black Hippie. Yeah. That part was a remix, yeah. you know? So yeah. I just I had to go. Yeah. But, right. yeah. Yeah. Vice City by J-Rock and Black Hippie. Check it out. For sure. Next up, Swagger Like Us. I almost, I almost went swagger like us. Like that like, was actually the song that inspired the segment. Something about samples and melodies just gets me. Like I don't know what it is, but when you put a dope ass sample with the crazy ass like, like melody that you just like, I don't know. It's just that it just stick. Like these are like sounds like the 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 No Church in the Wild chorus and the uh, the uh, Swagger Like Us chorus. Like they just stick out to me. Like as just like sounds that like aren't comparable to anything else I've heard. Like yeah, they're. They are extremely yes, original. Like and who? Who all is on Swagger Like Us? That's Ti, Jay Z, Kanye, and Wayne, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Damn, that ooh, that would just be something to see. Yeah, like, exactly. Like God. I don't know if like th- obviously this happened all happened in the same recording session, but like, it's so good. The way they come, they they make it come together. Like, it just sounds incredible. It really does. My uh, next one is Runnin', Dying to Live 
by Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. Interesting. Interesting. I, I wanted to get them in here. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I was looking for I was looking for essentially any song that they did together. You know? Yeah. I was like, okay. I just need something where they were in the studio at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if the, the, you're the there legends. while Tupac and Biggie, the only two rappers in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah, I'm, I'm like the yeah. shits. You know? Yeah. You got to. So fucking good. Biggie and Tupac. Oh, I think like... I had that wrong. Jay-Z is the only rapper in the Songwriter Hall of Fame. Tupac oh, really? is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, B.I.G. was just nominated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I heard. Um... Nah, but Biggie and Tupac just like together, like despite what happened between them, like, like they really dominated the coast. They dominated the game. Like they, that's just like that. They were rap for a while. And before all the all the falling out shit, like they were they were friends. Yeah, exactly. They were homeboys, and it was just the East versus West Coast that ultimately ended up pitting mm-hmm. them against each other. It was Suge Knight and mm-hmm. Diddy. Just, I mean, not as much Diddy. Mostly Suge Knight. Mostly Suge Knight. Uh, that just fucked shit up. Yeah. You know, and it's so disappointing it because imagine, imagine if we still had Pac and Biggie, life would be a hell of a lot better. In theory, in yes. Theory. No, no. In practice, yes, it would be better. Yeah. And, and they, they would just be like Jay Z and Kanye's age. Isn't Wait, that really? Di- it, like a little yeah. older, okay. a tad bit older, like a couple years. Mm-hmm. But like, they would not be out of the game they yet. They would have had actual full careers like they'd be legend like right now like i mean i th- I think they would be i don't know there's also something to the theory that they would not yeah be nearly as big a deal had they that, not there, died. there definitely is something to that but they had made like i don't know if, like honestly i guess i don't have any frame of reference for what the noise was like before they died you know like it's like the same paradox with how we did you pause it no oh uh it's like the same paradox in how we uh talk about um like x yeah. Like, it's kind of like, we're like, I mean, like, we're like, yeah, like, no, like, he's definitely got to go down to history. Other people are like, I mean, he was average as fuck. And we're just like, no, shut the hell up. Like, you know. Uh, it's, and it's hard to take any artist that was as big as X was even mm-hmm. and not consider them something of a historic piece when exactly. they die. Exactly. Like, we were just having this debate in, in, a, in a group chat that I'm in, and they were like, people were trying to say, like, oh, X is like, nobody remembers X. There's so many people that are better than him. But it's like, when you look at streaming numbers, his impact way Yo, surpassed he... anyone, any other SoundCloud rapper to ever put it. Like, other than Chance, like, I, Chance, like, Chance was, I don't think he's a... I, I, like, I label him just a bit before SoundCloud. He's, he's a SoundCloud rapper with the asterisk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's just the way it is. But X was pure SoundCloud. Like, yeah. I've never seen a buzz like that for any other SoundCloud For rapper. sure. And no matter no matter your feelings about him, because he wasn't a great dude, uh, he made music. Yeah. And he made music well. Yeah. But uh, that adds to the Pac and Biggie thing, too, because... I... I don't know. There's enough people who don't like the style of rap that Pac and Biggie did that if they would have made it out of that time. But you gotta you gotta consider within the context of the time. Like we don't have the frame of reference for, where they didn't have the frame of reference for type of the type. Yeah, of music like obviously they would have evolved. evolved obviously. Um, I mean, maybe they wouldn't have. Maybe they would have kept doing what they're doing because I mean, there's maybe, still a market for it. Maybe the maybe the game's completely different. Maybe Pac and Biggie don't die, and we get, like, another 10 years of gangster rap. Maybe, yeah. Or, you know, it's hard to think about these things because, like, it just doesn't exist, but... Like, it's, it's all just theorizing. Yeah. Like, if Pac Like, and we don't know what... They could have, They could have like, fucking started making, like, like Rastafarian music or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like classical music or I don't there's know. No, there's <laughs> no telling what they would have done with their futures. Exactly. But uh, it's just interesting to know... Or think about what could have been yeah. had they continued to live. Yeah. Had they not been killed. Tis indeed. And the fact that nobody knows who killed either of them, that's it's bullshit. Wild. It's wild. That, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> someone fucking knows. I, I mean, they haven't been, I feel like that we know if someone knew. And that's the thing. Ever since we started watching Mr. Robot, I firmly believe, no, we wouldn't know. <laughs> Has the, has Mr. Robot made you critical of our government? I was already critical of okay, our that's government. Fair. <laughs> the government is hiding it. They're keeping it a secret. Exactly. That's why we need 
to get Vladimir Putin over here, send him over on a rowboat. Okay, okay. Force him to row. All <laughs> Yodeling. The Yodeling and shit. Just like, <laughs> I'm Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I'm Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Yodeling. Or like, Yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the two. Yeah. One of the two. But yeah, that's why Bach and Mickey <laughs> running, dying to live would be one of the greatest songs to ever witness being made. What's your next one? My next one? It's got to be. got to be Cream. I put Cash Cream on my list. Everything around me. Cream, get, get the, the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Ah, it's just too good. I put Cream, New York I put cream on my list, and I took it off for Run and Dying to Live. I don't know if I would have did that. I think Cream's a better song. 100%. And, and well, yeah, yeah, okay. But it was just the Pac and Biggie thing of yeah, it that got me. yeah. I, I, I don't know, like, Wu-Tang's just more, more, they're, they're in my mind right now. Yeah, you know, yeah like, you're watching, the, yeah. yeah. It's like, and, and, like, I just really love that this show is, like, giving me the historical context. Like, because, like, that's just, like, I mean, we might have talked about this already on the podcast, but, like, like Wu-Tang, there's always this kind of disconnect between my understanding of what Wu-Tang was and, like, the music that I'd hear. Because, like, I'd hear it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I know who, like, was in Wu-Tang. I don't really, like... Know, know if I can recognize it yeah. by, like, by voice. There's so many of them. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it, it was like really like... There was only a couple that were distinctive enough that yeah. you knew who it was. And the type of posse cuts that they were doing, that they were pioneering, like nobody really does that anymore. Like we have yeah. examples like, um, what's the, what's the ASAP Rocky song? Uh, uh, tr- uh, one Train? Uh, yes. Like that's that's like one of the more modern examples of a posse cut similar to what like how Wu-Tang was making music and like all me. But like other than that, like we don't really have too many examples of, of that, that sort of music. And it's like weird because like we don't really understand it that way because we're like you know like i mean one person makes a song and they have features like whose song was it it's, it's wu-tang song like yeah like it's like that just wasn't really a thing that we did so like i, I would love if that came back around though I would and too. it feels like it kind of is it, yeah you got you we got the beast coast album earlier yeah. in the year we're getting ghetto sage yeah with saba smino and mm-hmm. no name which i am so fucking excited and you know what i think brockhampton kind of pioneered this brockhampton also did too like like not not really pioneered this but like brought it back into relevancy yeah Yeah. like this idea of like getting a collective there have been there have been attempts at doing like asap mob asap mob's another one that really has been doing that shit yeah exactly and uh oh yeah asap mob's probably the best modern example yeah but that's a little different though because they all have solo like, well, ASAP Rocky is like ASAP Rocky's the RZA, but like ASAP Rocky had much more of a prominent uh, uh, solo career before getting ASAP yeah. Rocky or ASAP uh, Mob. Mob acclaim. Uh, like then RZA, like RZA was like, from what I'm seeing, like he was Prince Rakim for a little bit and like just to break in, and then like he was like, nah, it's just Wu Tang shit. Like yeah. this is where the music's coming from. Like, um, but like yeah, if, if we went back to that, like that would be really dope. But Rockhampton, like. Uh, they were one of the first group, like modern groups that like I listened to, and I'd be like, I mean, I don't really know who's saying anything. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's, who's doing what, and now I do. But yeah, now I do. Now but I do because I've listened to them exactly. For so long. We we we've grown like with, with them, Rock like we've Hampton. been listening to them. Well, I haven't. I, I guess my first time I listened to them was Saturation too. But um, that's not that deep into their career. That's yeah, <laughs> it really like, they isn't. They released Saturate. Oh, they released that fucking uh, uh, ah shit. Uh, all, all American, all American boy boyfriend, band. boyfriend, boy boyfriend. band. All American. All American something. Something. But uh, or was that? That was, was that Kevin Kevin's Abstract. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that, that was, was Kevin, Kevin Abstract. Abstract. We were getting this completely <laughs> wrong. What was Brock Hampton? How did we both album? agree on that and then both realize at the same time? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, their first um, album would have been All American, American Trash. Trash. That's okay. right. Okay. All American Trash. But yeah, and it was it was good. I went back and yeah. listened to it after I listened to Saturation Two because yeah. Saturation Two was when I think both of us got put on American Boyfriend. I, mean, I, I knew that okay. one. Yeah. I knew that was American Boyfriend. Also, fucking astounding album. Fucking, yeah, I mean that song Empty. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ooh. come on, that Sweaty song Empty. As I walk down if you don't know road. Empty, like you don't know Indie. <laughs> Facts. That, I mean, it's just the truth. If you don't know Empty, you don't know. Like every person I know who's like, and I don't know, our heart. <laughs> so fucking good Kevin Abstract what a guy but yeah Cream <laughs> get the <laughs> money dollar, dollar bills y'all there's a scene in uh, Nerve have you ever seen that Dave Franco where and Emma sings, where she, where she, where she that, that's actually I know like, and I was like I was like yo Emma Roberts <laughs> I, I, was, I, was like, like, I was like you kind of a 
I was like, kind of boo for that. No, I, <laughs> like, I ain't gonna lie though. I was like, how long it take you to learn that for this role? Yeah, you know, <laughs> not know damn well. No, you I don't know. know I don't know. I feel like I mean, she didn't know the words to that song. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but I think I'm, I'm sure she knew the song. I, she yeah, was, yeah. She seems hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she seems like she seems like she's got an edge to her that would yeah. listen to Wu Tang Clan. You know, like yeah. Honestly, I was really debating between Cream and uh, Wu Tang Clan. Ain't nothing to f with. Oh, like. That song is really Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. I just love how it's like, oh, it's so good, and it's like the the like collapse in the background. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom. Another <laughs> uh, another really good Wu Tang song that would have been awesome is Bring the Ruckus. Bring the Ruckus, yes. Bring the motherfucking Ruckus. Bring the motherfucking Ruckus. It's uh, so good. Like it's just like you listen to that, like any like any anything you're you doing. You just want to ram your head through a fucking wall. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Wu Tang, like, yeah, I'm ready. Oh shit! Like, <laughs> <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> <laughs> head through a wall immediately. You know, immediately. God, Wu Tang was so fucking good, so good. So good. Uh, my next song, International Players Anthem, uh, by UGK see, and Outkast. Not gonna lie, I thought I, I forgot about that one. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, it, it didn't occur to me until we were searching through your music to find your. Oh, uh, really? I saw. I yeah, you, you was, scrolled past it I for a second, I and I was like, looking. "Boom! That's yeah. it. I have to add that." <laughs> yeah. I mean, just for Andre 3000's verse alone. Mm. I type a text to this girl I used to see, saying that I found this cutie pie with whom I want to be mm. with. And I apologize if this message gets you down. Then I CC'd every girl that, that I'd CC round town. town. I mean, oh, and Come. I hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. <laughs> Andre Benjamin, man, like the dude just does the shit. Three stacks goes crazy. He's always going crazy. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, Pimp C and UGK went crazy. Big Boy did good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just an all-around great song. Beautiful. And that music video... Fucking brilliant. I love that music video. Crazy. All in all, that might be my favorite rap song of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've heard you say this for a couple years now. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's stuck up there. Like, yeah. it's There's not a lot of songs that, if it comes on, every time I think about it, I think one of my favorite yeah, songs ever. Yeah, And that's that's definitely up there. Yeah, no, it's definitely like that. I was kind of like that with some solo songs, but I decided to kind of just go for the the the... Recording at if we're going for yes, recording, yeah, yeah, it's so not all I, about like my favorite songs, but yeah, that's what I do. It just too. so happens that one of your favorite songs is like a gr- one of the yeah. greatest collabs of all yeah, time, yeah, exactly. Um, what is your uh, is this your fourth song? Then? Yeah, yeah, had to go electric rap relaxation. I almost went with uh, a different a tribe called Quest song, Which I almost one? went with uh, uh, Benita Applebaum, yeah, or uh, Can I Kick It. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. can I mm. kick it? See, but yes, you can. I might have even considered that one more. Or um, I'm missing a, a tribe song that I love. Um, but yeah, I was I, I was it? listening to uh, Electric Re- Relaxation earlier today, and I was just like, like this one is like, like it's just so I was just good. Like, like I need to listen. Like I listen to Tribe, but like I need to listen to them more. Like I just oh like, yeah, me too. Don't feel like I listen to them enough. It's a, it a Tribe Called Quest is one of those groups that like. I I don't rediscover them, uh-huh. obviously, but yeah. every few months I listen to them uh-huh. once, and then I listen to them for a week. Like yeah. it's like yeah, I'm, exactly. if I listen to a tribe called Quest uh-huh. once, I'm going to be listening to them for they're, a while. They're just like they're just like that. Like I don't know. Their music is just there's it's nothing like anything I think we've heard since. Yeah, like it is one of the you, most original acts in music. Exactly, ever. and what's what what proved that to me was was we got it from here. Thank you for your service. Like that album, like for in like when it came out, it didn't have a huge impact. But like what well, one song did the um the the um we the people song that we the people yeah, yeah that, that was a big, big one impact. But um like when I think about like the tribe uh, like a tribe called Quest discography, like I think of that album and I'm like that was honestly one of their one of their pretty, best albums. Yeah, that was like a pretty good album. Like what is what is your favorite Tribe Called Quest album? Low in theory, like it's just low in theory. Like, low in theory. Midnight Marauders gives it a run for its Mid- money. For it me. does. It does. I I actually really liked um, Logic's flip of uh, Oh yeah, Midnight Marauders. Yeah, that I, shit was. That was pretty good. Yeah. I, I I haven't thought about that in a while. Mixtape Logic, like yeah, he was good. We might need to do like a little segment on that. Yeah, we we might have to just do a little segment on all mixtape phases like Childish Gambino oh, has a great mixtape J. Cole start a series oh yes we should nobody talks about mixtapes 
we then we'll do it. I I, I listen to hell of mixed. So do I. We can talk about Mac Miller's alter egos oh, too. Fuck. Here we. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that oh. later. We'll do that later. <laughs> I kind of want to do that tonight now. Yeah. All right, so uh, so uh, my last song, the only one that I didn't have rap in, was "Under Pressure" by Queen and David Bowie. Mm. I mean. To be there to see Freddie Mercury and David Bowie's minds collide in music would would be like witnessing a supernova. Like it's super, just, a supernova developing. Like, it's just, I can't even imagine, dude. It's, yeah, it's just beautiful. It's it's, and the song shouldn't work. Uh huh. The beginning of it, Freddie Mercury it's, it's is David just scatting. Bo- nothing about David Bowie or Freddie should Mercury work. should work. <laughs> like, like they they are so innovative and so creative and so. They think outside the box so much. Exactly. Or they thought so outside the box so much that, like, everything they made was so forward-thinking and so mm-hmm. new that at the time maybe it wasn't nobody, as Nobody knew, like, what to do with this. They are like, what the, like... Yeah, like, uh... This just blows my mind. Bohemian Rhapsody. That song is six minutes long from Queen. Their 1975 album, A Night at the Opera, featured that song. And that was their single. They released a six-minute song as their single. They, that's how confident they were. And they should have been, because I listen to that song on repeat all day, oh, every yeah. day. Oh, yeah. Because it is the quickest six-minute song I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Yeah. But Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie, an all-time song. Classic. And one of the greatest collabs that's ever been done in music, period. What is your last song? So this one is more symbolic than anything, but this is still the premiere song. Um, potato salad. Potato Tyler salad. Tyler and ASAP, just like yeah. together, like. Oh. I almost went with Who Dat Boy because of that. You really? really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was just like, e- e- and like honestly, like I just picked potato salad because that's just like the best example of the, them co- uh, collabing. I feel yeah. like, but like just in general. Yeah, that's whatever. my. I think that's my favorite collab. Of I, I would honestly make a case for. Um, uh. What the fuck right now? Oh yeah, that shit was like when Ooh, I first heard that. Like right I was now. just listening. Oh, what the fuck God. right now? And like it's on nothing but YouTube, which I kind of hate. But I was, I was just like that song. It's like yeah, when potato salad first dropped, it wasn't on yeah, any streaming service either, and I was like, damn. I know. Like, I was like, this song is one of my. I was favorite like, am I gonna songs? have to keep going back to YouTube to listen to this? Yeah. And just like the fact that they like did it on that beat, like. Just give me a cold shoulder. <laughs> so I keep a high waist and alligator to belt. Like, like, uh, uh, like uh, Tyler, like, why you rap like that? Like, try when he went through all the PlayStation controls. When he went through all the PlayStation. And then the, and then the video, too. Like, the video really, like, I don't know. Fire. It's such a good video. And it's so like, simple. It's simplistic it, as fuck. Exactly. It's just like they were probably just in Paris, like maybe even doing very separate things. And just like, hey, you want to meet up for like a couple hours? Knock out this video? And they're like, yeah, sure. They're like, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, it is truly, truly amazing. So, of course, potato salad would be the one to top this all off. Yeah. You know, Tyler, ASAP. It's no. perfect. What more can you say? Perfect dynamic. Let's go into our next segment. We're going to be talking about some television. We got an Arrow premiere. We got some more Wu-Tang. We got a little bit more Flash. And I wanted to take a moment to talk about SNL. SNL. I, it wasn't Chance on? Chance is about to be on. Oh, okay, okay. This Saturday. This upcoming Saturday. Okay. Yeah, he... Uh, he's going to do Hot Shower. I guarantee it. Oh, I hope he doesn't. He will. I, I bet he's he going It's SNL. He's, it's the perfect audience for it. I, I don't... I don't agree, really. I think uh, I think he'd be more likely to perform something like a uh, uh, Sun Come Down or uh, maybe Town on the Hill. I bet he's going to take the time to perform the more slow, the, the slow, meaningful songs rather than the big pop songs, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, so Chance will be pulling double duty. He'll be host and guest for music. Interesting. Chance is always doing the most. Yeah, he's uh he's only the twenty uh, seventh artist to do that in the forty five year history of SNL. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of that's that's a pretty awesome accomplishment. It is. Uh, but yeah, SNL's been doing really well lately. They had a uh, David Harbor on, and his musical guest was Camila Cabello. Uh, David Harbor was fucking 
meant for it, SNL. Yeah. He David is fucking. Harbour he is was hilarious. so fucking funny. They had a uh, Joker spoof oh, that was super God, funny, where he was so good. Where David Harbor was a uh, the Oscar the Grouch. Oh shit! He's like, when your life's trash and everything's trash, why don't you just become trash? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fucking funny. Well, I'll let have me to go show more. it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Yeah, they've also had uh, Woody Harrelson on as a host. And, uh, oh, there was another host in the middle there that I really, really enjoyed. But I cannot remember it at the moment. I feel bad about that. But it was really good. You want to just start talking with SNL? What? You just want to start a segment with SNL? That's what I was doing. Oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to keep going there. Okay, okay. Um, right. Shit. I, I don't know. who I can't remember the host of the, SNL, the second SNL. Oh. But it's all been very, very good. See. Super funny season so far. Colin Jost is always Colin Jost and Michael Chair are always perfect on Weekend Update. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I love them together. Um, Cecily Strong always great. Kate McKinnon, iconic. Iconic. I love <laughs> SNL, dude. It makes me feel so. <laughs> I like, see. It just makes me so happy. It's something I've yeah. been watching for like my whole life. <laughs> that was ever something I ever got to do was host SNL. That'd be fucking. That'd crazy. be the thing. Oh, that that would be the thing. Give give me awards. Give me anything. At hosting <laughs> SNL. That that's the that's the dream. Right, for now, me. now we got your career goal. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately. Ultimately. Well, that's not the career goal. That's just something that would be nice to have. <laughs> but look, you got to make it your goal, or you're never gonna get it. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, you've convinced me. Um. Yeah, SNL. I love it. SNL. That's all I gotta say. What uh, you've been watching some Wu Tang. I have. I haven't caught up, but I will allow you to yeah. speak on it because, you know, they end up making music, and I they, know that. And in it, it oh, it's it's the first episode. It almost like felt fake. Like I was just like, is this like the right show? Like, is it just gonna like be like, oh, and it was all a dream? Like, <laughs> like is like what is this? Is that really about to happen? Uh, but it wasn't. It was really like they started like really pulling out all the stops. Like Prince Rakim, like starts to actually like gain a little bit of clout like right, in the streets right. and shit and he's like you know the scene from the trailer yes it happens <laughs> well that's always good <laughs> you you always think that things that happen in trailers are gonna happen in the movie <laughs> that's that's the idea anyway yeah yeah uh, <laughs> no but the uh the scene where they're in the recording studio and like it's like inspector deck raekwon uh ghostface rizza uh um, uh, ODB, like they're all in there. They're like, all there. It's that's the that happens in this one, and it like it doesn't come without its problems, obviously. But yeah, I mean that that's the point of the show. There has yeah. to be some yeah. triumph, you know. But it, it's nice to it was nice to kind of finally see some like them start to actually be able to uh, see some of their dreams come to fruition, and like they they even had. And I remember when it happened when they saw the uh, Dominicans uh, go on stage together mm-hmm. and they like swept that shit. Yeah. Uh, I was like, they're gonna call back to that, yes, and yeah, for be sure. like, like that's how they, that's how to do it. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. And I was like, like, you know, it's just all starting to make sense. Good episode. That's good a episode. great. It's a great. This is shape. This is a really good season of TV. Like, it's like, it's like comparable to like, like Euphoria for me. Like, not oh. like obviously in the same sense, but just I really need to catch up because I think I, I think it. I've only, I'm only like four or five episodes in. Oh really? So yeah, I've got a few to catch up on, but I'm really excited about it. I, ha- yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it. You know the deal. Starting to happen. Well, we also got uh, the Arrow season premiere. That shit was wild. I mean, I didn't see all of it, but, like, what I did see, I don't know what the fuck is happening. So, basically, the monitor sent... I, I, so, okay. Uh, I guess I... Uh, I mean, this kind of relates to both. Um, no, I'll, I'll wait to flash. Go ahead. Okay, so, the monitor basically sends Oliver Queen, the Oliver Queen that he said, this is time. This yeah. is your time, the crisis is coming, we need you now. Mm-hmm. He calls for him to go to a certain Earth. I don't know which Earth... I can't remember which Earth, but he already knew the Laurel oh, Lance of that because he got picked up uh, at the, at end, the of, end of at the end of season eight. <coughs> okay, okay, now it makes a little more sense. Yeah, and he was sent to a different Earth where he already knew the Laurel Lance there. She was a lot. Yeah, in that in that Earth, she was a lot. Well, doesn't he know everyone there? Yes, he knows everyone yeah. there, but like, 
he actually previously knew this Laurel oh, Lance, okay, that specific okay. Laurel Lance. So she knows that he's from a different Earth. Yes. Okay, okay. And uh, she's working with uh, a Green Arrow of that Earth. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, so there's two Green Arrows? In, in that. But it's, Wait, so it's, not, it's not Oliver okay, Queen. Okay, okay. It's not Oliver Queen. And that's a fun thing that I'd like for you to find out on your own. So, uh, um, but it's Barry, isn't it? You'll see. Tom mm. uh, Tommy Merlin comes back. I saw that. Yeah, he everybody is, comes back. It's, it's, yeah, every, everyone's, everyone's back. Moira's back. I was like, yeah, his mom died like season two. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, didn't she die season two? Yeah, yeah. Slade, Slade killed that. Yeah, killed her. It's bad. I remember that was a painstaking episode. I've seen like the first three seasons, three, four, four, three and a half. I'll say four. Yeah, dude, it it only gets better. Season five was one of the best seasons of television. Is for that me. Raza Ghoul? No, that's season three. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But uh, season uh, five is Adrian Chase, which you haven't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. Which, now that I'm saying that out loud. Adrian Chase is the Green Arrow of the other Earth. So, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, now that won't mean anything to you. So that's him. It's uh, yeah, Adrian Chase is the Green Arrow of the. Oh uh, shit! I don't even remember which one he was. He's in he's season uh, five's villain. Is he? He's a, the Dark Archer. Okay, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Or he's not the Dark Archer. He's just he's Prometheus. That's his name. Yeah, I, I, I've I've heard about that season. But yeah, the Dark Archer is back in this premiere. And uh, it's it was so good. It it made me cry multiple times just because mm-hmm. I'm a pussy when it comes to superhero stuff. Makes me happy. You know, it, 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 happy stories. And sad, very very sad. Very very sad. He pulled out a picture of Felicity and his ch- child and fucked me up. Because yeah. Felicity's not in the season. Yeah, she's oh, not, she's, she's she's not in it. She's done. Already? Yeah, she is not going to be in the season oh, at damn, all. Damn, why not? D- just her, her story. Her story allowed for it to end there. But she her, wasn't her last scene just being like, "What the fuck? He's taking you? Like, what the hell?" Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily. That whole last episode was kind of a wrap up for her storyline. Oh. Uh, it was fitting. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it was fine. But I mean, obviously, I wait. Is she like moving away or some shit? Like, no, you'll see. I don't want to spoil that. But uh, it was. It was a good, great season premiere, honestly. Mm. Uh, it ends with the Earth that Oliver was visiting yeah, being destroyed, ultimately wiped out. So that's the Earth. That is the... Well, that's a Earth. Yeah, because it happens on all of them. Yeah, it's, it's going to. Yeah. And it's just that Earth was the first to get hit by the... Uh, antimatter wall okay and he watched it happen and he watched all the people he's already seen die die again and it was really sad it fucked me up pretty wait hard. during the first episode of arrow yeah damn like it, all the people from that earth that he wasn't connected to necessarily you know yeah yeah they all died so spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> everybody what dies does 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 uh, Oliver die? No. He's still in the shit. He just survives? Like, does the antimatter just not hit him? Or like... Yeah, he opens one of those tachyon portals that Cisco gives them. He was the only one that got out, though? Like, he no, 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 no. Oh. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> just, tell, just tell me. It's All right, fine. John Diggle is on that Earth. On His John Diggle. I, he came with him? Mm-hmm. No, he didn't go with him. He met him there because he used one of those tachyon things that Cisco Oh, made. so John Diggle brings him back. Jo- yeah, John Diggle essentially saved him. Okay. John, what a guy. I fucking love John Diggle, dude. Now he, that ga- he gave a couple of his classic We're Brothers speeches, you know? The, in the, oh, yeah. The, the, I, see, We're Brothers. They, they play the tropes a lot, like really heavily. Oh, and it, but <laughs> I like it. It's it, it makes it just enjoyable. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> they... Uh, I feel like they do it, like, yeah, it's just enjoyable. Like, even just how they've done this, like, the Flash run, like, the the Flash runs to the future and, like, sees this happen and then the Arrow experiences it. Like, that's just kind of how they do things. Like, the Arrow's always, like, 
you know, and they're always like on the same like page, but like they on like two different sides of it. Kind yeah, of I guess you like they're just they're telling the same, the same page, story, but two different sides. They're telling the same story. They're telling the same story. Yeah, and it's it's pretty awesome to see this exactly. early on. Exactly, like this is the most they've ever yeah. done it. Yeah, for sure. And, and they know they have to because like they got to go out with the bang for Arrow. I know, and what's interesting though is let's transfer this into the Flash talk because. I don't know anymore who's supposed to die. We don't technically know what the deal was that Arrow made with... But we know that supposed... Like, I mean, the supposed deal is that the Flash is obviously the one who's supposed to die, but the Arrow makes a, a change in that, and he end, he ends up taking his place. Because he says where one life is given, another Another is, is taken, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Like, There's something so weird about this that, like, they're pushing Barry Allen to you are going to die, and they're pushing Oliver Queen to you are going to die. But Oliver hasn't told anyone about his deal, has he? Yeah, but wouldn't. But like, if they think of, like once the Flash finds out, I feel like a, a logical conclusion is they'd be like, "Oh shit, okay." Like, oh yeah, that's and then true. maybe like Barry like does something where he's like, you know, I'm gonna like no, Arrow's got to die. That's how like that's how the show in like I don't like the th- that's that's what's fucking me. literally just fucking me (laughs) because they have laid out the steps to how the arrow ends who does that a season before the show ends you don't just spoil the surprise a season before it happens and then everything happened as expected so something has got something has to happen in arrow and that's why i think he might not die because there's I, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything else they can do there. But a show is ending. And the Flash can't die. Yeah, I agree with that. That's the, what the, the problem Flash is. Can't die. That's just think about is. it pragmatically. The Flash cannot die. And then it just wouldn't be as meaningful if someone else died, and that's why it sucks. Because I cannot figure it out. Yeah. And. I hope I I I know it's probably going to be that Oliver Queen just dies, and I get that. But I like to hold on to the hope that maybe something else is in store for us. Something, but that's my thing. Like something else has to be in store. They can't just like they can't just foreshadow these events that heavily. That's true. I. But. I don't know. I was going to argue maybe it's red herring, but there's just so much of it. But that's what I, I mean. That's kind of the argument that I'm making functionally is that like in some sense, this is we're we are experiencing a red herring. We just haven't, you know, like seen been what around the, the curve. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very early on. And it's like that's the thing. It's like these this show has to develop somewhere and it has to it has to engage us at the same time. Like when you just think about it, like making a TV show, like those are two basic requirements. Oh, yeah what the fuck is going to happen? We're, I know we're explaining the basic story mechanics of any story ever, but like... How do they do that? The fact that they're making us think on this basic of a level, though, about how their show is being done, like, is kind of crazy. You always kind of know that something is going somewhere. You don't know where it's going, but this is like... You this feel is like, like you know where it's going, but I, you don't. Exactly. Like, I feel like I know Oliver Queen's going to die. Okay? Yeah, yeah. He's going to die. He's going to die. It's it's like how I felt about Iron Man going in Endgame. He yeah. was going to actually. Die. I that kind of I didn't really think like I mean I guess it was a logical thing to think, but like I didn't really like. I was like, oh shit, Iron Man's gonna die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so was I. Yeah. Like, in the movie, I was like, no, I didn't think they'd really do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it he has to die. And yeah, it's it's just got to be something. I don't know what the something else is, and that's what's pissing me off because nothing would be big enough to make up for that. You so know? a trope that they like to do in the comics, is, in, in a lot of the like, at the, I'm thinking the main continuity at some point this happens in in a lot of alternative universes. Though the the Oliver Queen that exists in the story that you're hearing from the comic is a second Oliver Queen who's already died. And they bring him like another Oliver Queen from another Earth. Um, okay, I almost I almost brought up that theory a couple seconds ago. Uh, seriously? Yeah, but I was just like, eh, maybe. And, and I don't, I don't. It just wouldn't be satisfying. Too much with the Flash, like that's uh, like that is Harrison Wells thing. Like they, I feel like they got to reserve that. For yeah, and that, and if they did do that, it just feels kind of like, 
for being cheated. Yeah. Like it's like it's like okay. That would be really Oliver bad. Queen died, but like it's not. So, so now it's like nothing happened. Basically, we're we're concluding that either they're gonna do something that's gonna fucking blow our socks off, or they're gonna do something that's that, that's extremely be, disappointing. Yeah. And I hope it's not the latter. I don't think it'll be the latter. They're rolling the dice. Like at least with shows where you don't know where, like you you just kind of completely perplexed, like. They can say, like, oh, it has this meaning or this meaning. If they're just like, yeah, Oliver Queen dies. You thought the Flash was going to die, but he doesn't. Everything is cool now. Um, well, that's the like, thing. I don't even think the Flash is going to die. I don't think the Flash. He can't die. Otherwise, his show would end. Logically, that's, <laughs> you know? that doesn't make sense. And, like, they're, they're, they're grooming the Flash to take over Aerospite, at least for a couple more seasons. It, you'd think so. Like, you'd think if they took Arrow 8, they could easily take Flash 8. Yeah. Like, I, I mean... It's already five, or six. What is fascinating, though, is that the uh, first half of both of their seasons are modeled in, a, in like almost the exact same way. Mm-hmm. They're going to mirror each other the entire season. I love that. And that's so dope. Yeah. I mean, like... I just, like, they're building the fucking universe. Like, they're doing what Marvel is doing on the big on screen. A, on a TV show level. On a TV show level. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm so excited for the uh, spinoff that they're going to have. For the Canaries. Oh, yeah. With yeah. Kate McNamara and Julia uh-huh. Hark Navy. I can't remember how to pronounce her yeah. name. And uh, Katie Cassidy. Oh, Laurel Dinah and uh, Oliver's daughter. Bring it back. Bring it back. It's going to be so dope. Wait, what's this song? Bring it back. Bring no, it back. Bring them out. Bring them out. It's hard to yell with when the barrels. Die. With the barrels in your when mouth. With the barrels in your mouth. Swizzy, <laughs> bring them out, bring them out. But yeah, bring them out, bring them out. Arrow is certainly. I can't hear you. No, Arrow. <laughs> Arrow is certainly building a universe here. Arrow is. Shall we move on to our movie segment? We, sh- we shall. El Camino. That shit, yo. So good. Like, I love that they finally gave my man Jesse fucking Pinkman his shine. And and his just his solace. Like, and this is going to be my claim throughout. No matter what you say. Watching Breaking Bad at least once, you wondered, why the hell is Walt the main character? I didn't wonder that necessarily. I just wondered why Jesse wasn't more of the focus. Yeah, that's fair. One of those two things you thought. Yes. It's because for the show to have been as fundamentally good as it was, Walt's story needed to play out the way it did. It did. But, like, imagine, like, it playing out from the perspective of Jesse. I feel like that would be so much... Like, obviously, either way is fascinating, but I feel like it would have been at least just as fascinating as Walt's Walt's story. What would be really fascinating is if it went from Jesse Pinkman's perspective, you could argue that it would almost have been more like Walter White was the villain all the way throughout that story. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it, I, like obviously they did something interesting by, like, that still kind of being the story. That still being the case, you even were though he was the coming from the perspective yeah, of him, um, so you were able to empathize a lot more with him. Um, but he would have been much more some of, of the, the protagonist. I'm, I'm realizing some of the best shit, just, like, plays with this idea like like in the perspective oh, the of the villain yeah. like you like you just obviously i'm thinking about this more because of the joker movie but it's just like it's interesting when they do yeah i love i love when they focus on the villain it's like the most satisfying television or movies really yeah like that's why black panther was so good exactly is because Eric, that's why Eric killmonger was that's, such a big part of that mm-hmm. movie that's why endgame and uh infinity, infinity war. war were so good that's why. Uh, That's why all, most Marvel movies are good. Honestly, and if the Marvel movie isn't remem- isn't, isn't memorable, it's because then the, it wasn't the a memorable villain. villain. Yeah, it, isn't that a fact though? It is a fact. If your superhero movie is going to be good, the villain has to be memorable. Right. And think about the Spider-Man movies. Like they've never given like no Spider-Man movie has ever. Well, I guess Spider-Man Spider-Man uh, three did and like. I also thought I remember the Spider-Man the, the original Spider-Man trilogy very well. Green Goblin, which was a that they, was a pretty they great did that with the, that in the and honestly that is why that's like yeah that, I I I feel like we might have the hypothesis here. Like 
Green Goblin was compelling. You had a Doctor Octopus in the second one that was super compelling. Venom, and the third that was huge. I mean, Dark Knight. Come the on, Joker. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> and, the, and what? There are certain movies that are also more fun to watch that don't really have a memorable villain too, mm-hmm. like uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. That's true. Those are more fun because those of the are protagonists. Cr- those are like crew. Though. Like you, you get a team of heroes. That's all. Like that's already that is the focus. Too. That is yeah. Like it's it, that kind of offsets. I feel like because you like you all you have to have really is some big bad that it'll take teamwork to solve, and that's kind of the adventure that you're interested in. That's true. But like when they aren't dealing with that, they just aren't being fun. Like they aren't being, you know. It's more fun when it's doing. personal. It is. It is. It's just yeah. It's more fun when it's personal. That's a motto right there. It's a terrible motto. That's a but terrible it's a motto. motto. I was gonna say, but it's a motto. It could be a motto for for television shows. Something like that. Yeah. It's more fun when it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why Walter White would have been very compelling as a villain from Jesse Pinkman's perspective, because no matter what, what kept him in it was Walter, because he felt like he yeah. had to. Yeah. And like, imagine getting like that first person, like. Jesse went through some shit. Like, all the shit. The entire show, I'm like, yo, like, I mean, I feel bad, kind of, Walt. Like, you kind of become more fucked up as we get into this more. Uh, but, like, Jesse, like, he's getting better the more we get into this, and he's getting, like, the, like, shit into the stick. Like, goddamn. Exactly. It was just always so disappointing. I mean, oh, when he let Jessica Jones die, I was fucking pissed. I never forgave Walt. I, I, I don't think I did either. I never forgave him. I don't think and he ever forgave himself. He didn't. He never did. Yeah. And he shouldn't have. Yeah. Frankly, I, I don't like Walter White. You know? He's a shit dude. He, Great character, shit dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very self-interested. And that's why it was so refreshing to get a Breaking Bad project that was about Jesse Pinkman. Like, how, how many years later is it? Like, nine? Or what, when did it end? I can't remember. I think... 2012? No, that seems early. 2013, maybe? 13, 14, uh, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was really satisfying as just a, uh, a fan, just to be like, just to get kind of like, even if it's not complete resolution, just to like, you know, kind of reminisce. It felt like complete resolution for Jesse Pinkman. It did. It and did. that's all I wanted. Yeah. Because that's all I really cared about. Uh-huh. Like, not knowing what was. I, I, at the when I finished watching Breaking Bad, I was like, "Well, what the fuck happens to Jesse? Like, uh-huh. he's obviously going to be wanted." And like, I love that like they didn't do a ton with it. Like, they didn't like do some crazy shit where he had to like start cooking meth again or something. Like, yeah. like people were like, "Oh, like it's not Breaking Bad. Like they're not making meth in the RV. Like it's not like it. Like that's, that's not, not what I wanted. Yeah, that's not the point of this sh- of this show. This is a character. The point of this was Jesse. Show. Yeah, the point of this was for Jesse to get out. And like when you think about character development, like you have to be very like. The, the Joker, for example. Like, one of the... Like, honestly, I, I feel like when it's all said and done, this is going to be one of the, like... I'm, I'm going to cite this as one of my, like... Favorite movies ever. Favorite movies ever in terms of character development, specifically, just because it, it's just masterful. But it is. Like, I feel like Breaking Bad was so good because they did... Like, they had a similar focus. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was definitely a character-driven show. I mean... Just the the way Jesse became better while Walter just became worse and worse. Yeah. That mirroring of each other was just so... It, it was poetic. 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 Poetic justice. Poetic justice. If I told you that a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it? <laughs> Here on the Penny Bloom Pod, you can hear us quote Kendrick during the movie segment. Correct. <laughs> uh, but yeah. There were a lot of really satisfying parts in this movie, there too. Were. It, it felt like Breaking Bad. Oh, it did. And it, it also Skinny felt... It felt bigger, too. Like, it, it was like... Yeah, no, it did. It, it, it felt like a movie, but it felt like Breaking Bad. Exactly. It was it was, it was was exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was a I'm, Breaking Bad movie. I'm also glad that, like, they didn't, like, bring... Like, obviously, Walter White was dead, but, like, like they only had... They, like, he wasn't a big part of the story. Like, he wasn't really relevant at all. They like, kind of had the one scene with them walking out of the hotel and shit, but, like... Yeah, and that was effective. I, they did a good job, like making a, uh, making a, uh, Jesse, like, defocus. 
Well, no, that, but, like, during that scene, look younger, like... Oh, yeah, they did. And And Walt. Yeah, and, like, you can tell, like, just how well the character development has gone and how, um, he he was noticeably different, like, just in terms of attitude, perspective. Everything. Younger than he is now, like, it's like, you can, that's what, you know... That was the point. That's how it happens. That's how it's supposed to go. And that's why it's so satisfying to see it play out on screen. Yeah. And uh, I was just happy to see Jesse get out. Yeah. Make that new life. That did, dude was that the uh, dude who moved him was gonna piss me off. I was, like, I was like, dude. What the hell? Like, God. Fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. Loki. But uh, Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete. The dude. the MVP. He said. The my, MVP. My hero and shit, bro. He said, you my hero and shit. <laughs> why you, He's just like, Pete? why are you doing it? And like, <sighs> why are you doing all this? It's my Aaron Paul. <laughs> why are you doing all this? <laughs> You're my hero and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, 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 he said that. I was like, no, they didn't have to do it. Like I, was that. Like, I was like, he really has been the hood hero. Like, Jesse really has been the hood he, and like that, they know like the show, like they know that this show is about Jesse. Yeah. Like they like no matter how much it's about Walt, this show it's about Jesse. Jesse was every bit as important yeah. as Walt was throughout. The and story. like the parts where it was just Walt, it felt like Jesse was missing. It, it did. It felt like, like a duality that I needed, but I would have been fine exactly. with Jesse. Like when they own. were breaking up, I was like, oh, now I gotta follow Walt. Yeah, I like, don't want to hear about your fucking annoying ass wife. Like, <laughs> God, I, Skyler to this day is I, I don't know if I've ever hated a character more. I Yo, I liked her towards the end. Towards I, the I, end, like, towards the I was end. completely fine with her by the last season. Oh yeah, for but, sure. But like, like the first, first like few seasons, three seasons, I was like, I was like, dude, shut the fuck. I know. <laughs> I was just like, why are you always like, like Walt? <laughs> why, why did, did you, you marry her? Why are you the way that you are? Yeah. <laughs> How she did you just, become this? And then she cheated, and I was like, oh, but that bit. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I get it. <laughs> I don't support it, but I understand. Because by that he point, got, I was already, I was I like, well, you suck. I mean, he did suck. But he had can't, like, come on, like, you got it. You can't, like. Get it where you can. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, uh. <laughs> when the, the guy she was fucking died <laughs> to this day, I'm remembering that scene. <laughs> Breaking Bad has a couple scenes like where you're just like, what the fuck shit. just happened? He's just like, what the hell? Like, who just like this just seems so out of place. When but it's just because that sometimes shit like that just happens. Yeah, <laughs> didn't he like? R- he was running away from like the people, and he like tripped and like, like rammed his head into the refrigerator. <laughs> and he killed himself. <laughs> it's, it's a little, it's a little terrifying how hard you're laughing at this and saying how much you like the Joker, Tavares. <laughs> I mean, like I'm just into dark ass humor. I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, I am too. That's why I I was also laughing my ass. No, off. So th- I was a uh, one of my uh, buddies, Jack. We uh, he was with me in Minneapolis when we went and saw the Joker, and two of us there had seen, it and the other two hadn't. And so like we're like, oh, Joker's amazing. And like after we're like, what you think? What you think? And they're just like, yo, that movie was seriously fucked up. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, I was like, what? Do you, but like it was good though. Like right? Like. There, there, and like it. I think Game of Thrones is really what snapped any barrier for me. Like I watch basically anything on television, yeah, and movies just because like seen it all at this point. You know, yeah. it's just kind of like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm just kind of like like, I, like these things like the movies like this and scenes in the Joker would have creeped me out. I would say three years ago. Yeah, like even just a few years ago. Like if I'd have watched. Uh, the Joker just cap these people and like watch these people literally get bullets in their head. It, it didn't. It didn't phase me. And that's how desensitized we are. <laughs> I was. Just and that's how desensitized a lot of people are because a lot of people like that fucking movie. It is super gruesome. I've watched people get their heads chopped off. That dude. That, I will say the scene with the with the 
little knife that the first time I watched it I was like damn and then the second time I watched it I was just kind of like yo the first time I watched and the only time I watched uh, him bashing that dude's head in on the wall that's the scene I'm talking about that one got to me that, that one that, that one got that, to me I, that one I will say and then the the scene with his, with his mother that 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 was fucked up ah uh, um, yeah <laughs> I forgot about that yeah. that's bad the, the, that, the first time I watched I was like ah but then the second time around, it didn't. Yeah, I was just kind of. It was. It, it, I the knew second it was, time I knew around, it was, it was more story driven. So it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I was really focused on like the details of the story. And, yeah. Like, like, did you notice like the first times when they showed the staircase, it was very dark and sad. Like I, I you know, I, like, I mean, we're the in whole movie, movie is dark and sad. And I mean, yeah, we're in the movie is, category. The we can talk about El Camino and Joker. No, I yeah. I was, so listen, the thing is, like, I noticed is like. When it starts out, this movie like does so well because it tells a story and everything else around the characters, like showing you the the development of the characters themselves. So, like for example, the music that you hear in the beginning after he gets his ass kicked, like the uh, the intro scene, uh, that music is the same music that they'll continue to play in some of the saddest moments during the movie. Yeah. Until it gets to the point. Where he commits that first murder. Yeah, and then he and then he goes to the and bathroom. And it's a comedy. And then he's yeah, he starts dancing, and it's like, like, I feel like they just told a really clear and concise story that way. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was it was really, it was really cool. Also, my theory about the refrigerator, um, I think that was that was that was kind of the, the moment, like, where uh, he was because that, that was right after he found out. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. Yeah. So this was right after he found out he had gone to see Thomas Wayne and then uh, he was like Thomas Wayne had, you know punched him in the face been like like fuck you basically you're not my son and then he was just kind of like like that was him realizing that his mother had like his mother was the thing keeping him real yeah that was him realizing that like his mother wasn't even real. like she was real. lying she was lying everything everything was was a lie and so like he really felt like he had lost all ties to the to, to the, the reality of things yeah to the reality of things and so to express that i feel like he gets in the refrigerator cold dark place and he never comes out like that like or you know uh what's what's his name um arthur, arthur fleck arthur fleck he never comes arthur out. fleck never comes out after that it's joker the very next scene is the one where uh what's the dude from uh, atlanta um Look, I can't remember his name. Oh, Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. Um, Paperboy. The very next scene is when he goes to get the, get the files to prove it. And then, like, he straight up, like, before he even gets it and even can verify it, like, through fact that what he believes to be true is true, he's already like, yeah, you know, I fucked up those other people on the subway. And he goes, wait, what? Yeah. And then like that was the first time ever that he'd been that he'd shown pride in something that he'd done. Like before then he hadn't mentioned it. He was That's he true. he just ran from it. Like he did it, ran from it. And like you know, he he like kind of never really openly addressed it again well, until yeah. that what, moment. What also helped that was he was kind of praised. Yeah. For it. Exactly. No, he he wanted praise for it. That's that's why I think the delusion with um with Zazie Beat uh was there because oh, yeah. that that's that's, that's his glamour that's what he wanted like he was like yeah like i'm the shit like basically he was like it was his his passive way of kind of being recognized and then this adds to my my, my theory about the last scene not happening where he's on the top of the car yeah that's the that's the finale he's done the thing he he's figured out located the root cause of his problems and it's everyone else accept him and because of them arthur fleck is dead and he is now the joker and he shoots uh he shoots the uh robert de niro his mm -hmm. character because he's the one who gave him like what he wanted inverted but the negative side of it and they acted as if he didn't like he didn't notice they tried to yeah. like promote him and like basically make more fun of him and like just take advantage of him and that's kind of his that like that's what the, the the spiel is at the end like that's what that that yeah. that was about and like you know he kind of he kills him and he's like you know I'm the Joker like that's it that's it after that point like he dances every time after he kills someone like that's yeah. that's he's just given in to the fact that nobody gets it 
but it's funny as fuck. And in this way, it, he is one of the, him and Heath Ledger are the most compelling I jokers know. of all time. I know, in very different ways too. Extremely different ways. Because I feel like I love this Joker because like, you finally understand him. But I still love the Joker as a character because you really don't. Yeah, you really <laughs> like because you never can. Yeah, you never can. That's that's not <clears throat> something to understand. Yeah, Hopefully exactly. Hopefully, you Exa- don't understand. Yeah, no, it's not intended to be understood. I think it's intended to send a, a, a very twofold message. One, they took this opportunity to tell a story, a realistic, pragmatic story that we can all kind of conceptualize within our own society, focus in revolving around this idea of mental health but at the same time using that as a character basis for this character who would plausibly like they I, i'm sure nowhere in the comics have they said that i mean i guess the only like it, it, so if you look in some arkham files or whatever like we're getting real into like some like, yeah, comic yeah, yeah. shit but like i'm sure they claim he has like this list of mental illnesses but like taking removing that from like the comic book world like you know that's just how it has to happen if you're gonna do a realistic movie about joke for sure yeah but you still get two sides of the coin i feel like but yeah, El Camino was a really good movie. You should definitely watch it. El Camino, man. Don't have as much to say about it. It was just a satisfying ending it was. to the I story. Didn't, I, I knew that as soon as I finished it. I was just kind of like, I don't have much to say about it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, I'm, it was I'm just... Glad I, I'm glad they made this. I'm glad I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it wasn't like all the other... It, was, it wasn't like Breaking Bad as a mm-hmm. series. It yeah. was just... It was meant for his story alone it was getting like the fuck one, out of it. one, two days, like... Or like it, it was with it was a couple days. It was long, a few right? days, yeah. Yeah, like it, it like this is picking up right where it left off, mm-hmm. and just being like, well, like you know, he drove off in a car. Here's what happened the next couple of days. Yeah, and I was okay with that. And it was which is, which is weird too that they were kind of allowed to do that because like we were all okay with Aaron Paul being like ten years older. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> and uh, and look he little, does he does look a little. He older. looks a lot, yeah, he, and he's a, like. We we were also okay with like this like I mean, yeah no the, like the captivity thing at the end of the Breaking Bad show was really good like s- jumping point for this story. Oh, it really was. It yo, it made me sad. Like it the begin like seeing him when he pointed the gun at Skinny Pete and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Badger. I was like, oh man, like he is really yeah. really yeah, fucking no. dealing with it. But like. My man just been brutalized by some white supremacists, like fuckers. Yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck those. Fuck those pussies. Pussy boys. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um. Yeah, El Camino. El Camino. The Camino. In Spanish. El Camino. I believe it's the road. I have no idea. I might be wrong there. I, I can't remember. I think it means a car. It definitely doesn't. I was just saying that because a car is named El Camino. C-A-R-R-O. Caro. Like, why would you name a car a car? <laughs> car. <laughs> the car's brand? <laughs> the car. <laughs> the model? Car. The car. <laughs> and lastly, <laughs> car. <laughs> you know what's better than a car? What? Rowboat. With Vladimir Putin in it. Robo. That would be hilarious, not gonna lie. And that is how the story all comes around. <laughs> well, it's been nice. It's been nice knowing you, Tavares. It's been nice knowing you as well. Um, yeah, I'm kind of done. Yeah. feel like this is the end of the show. Yeah, you know. Feels right. Feels like the moment to kind of wrap things up. Oh, and all those times I mentioned Vladimir Putin in the rowboat, mm-hmm. he was naked the whole